It's Thursday the 13th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. No, Tim, today. Shadi filling in uh, once again because he's so busy. Joined as always <laughs> by Shane Lee as well. Shane, we'd start for, before we get into the sport this morning because um, you're not in the, in the comfort of your own home at the moment. You're out there getting a bit of nature. I am, mate. I'm down in uh, the, the far south coast, the Sapphire Coast, camping, and we had a little poetry night last night. Where there's about, uh, I think, uh, five or six um, couples here and about 20 kids. So we got the kids to either sing a song around the campfire or, or recite a poem. And one little boy, he's only six, and I won't say his name to protect the innocent here, but he, <laughs> after listening to a bit of um, Henry Lawson and a few other kids doing some really cool songs, he said, I've written my own song. He's only six. He said, and the poem goes like this, I love my life, I love my wife. Then for no reason last night, I killed her with a knife. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the look on the shock on his parents' faces when he sang this, and I went, Jesus. And I couldn't stop laughing. Thinking, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, I locked the cabin door last night before I went to bed. <laughs> How a little six-year-old boy can turn uh, with a quatrain, a four-line four poem, <laughs> this beautiful, tranquil eco-camp into Wolf Creek is beyond me, but he, he did the job. <laughs> All right. Uh, make sure it's plastic cutlery for him, I think for dinner as well. That's we'll right. just be safe, mate. Um, we have a charity auction running for the Cooper Prize Rating Foundation. <laughs> um, there's some amazing things for you to buy on this auction. It actually finishes tomorrow as well. So if you want to get your hands on something like Golf Day with Benji Marshall is still up there as well. If you want to go and put a bid on, afternoonsport.com uh, slash auction is where you need to go. Today on the show... We've got to talk cricket, not just the Ashes. We're going to talk about India and South Africa, a bit of tennis as well. Lots to talk about there and more. It's all up next. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Uh, all right, Shana, let's start with cricket. Of course, the summer continues. We won't get into the ashes straight away. Let's uh, talk about India and South Africa, the third test. Yeah, big series going on, the third and final decider. Uh, it's one all in the series over there in South Africa. Um, Kohli has been uh, struggling quite a bit. Um, he, he's been out 10 times, caught either first sip or wicketkeeper when he plays away from India due to the ball bouncing a little bit more. But he probably mm-hmm. played his most patient knock um, of... Um, the series so far, scoring 79. India still bowled out for 223, so the game's in the balance there. But, um, yeah, Captain Coley standing up, finally getting a good score. But, yeah, he's been nicking off early, mate. So, um, yeah, the game in the balance there, which, which is good. Good to see. Good, good hard-fought test cricket. Ah, oh, well, it's nice that some version of test cricket will be hard-fought because um, we're not really getting a lot of that here at the moment, are we? Uh, the Ashes does continue. It's going to be in Tasmania, a bit of a... 
change-up about to happen and a lot of changes set to happen for the English. Yeah, lots of changes. Look, Ben Stokes still wants to play. We were saying earlier in the week that, uh, you know, I, I think he should just go home and get, get himself right. He's going to be a key member moving forward and you don't want to do any more worse damage to, to, to his ribs and his intercostals there, but um, he still wants to play. Uh, there's injury clouds both over Wood and Anderson, the two fast bowlers, which will mean England will probably, their bowling lineup for the last test will probably be Broad, Wokes, Robertson, and Craig Overton will come in. Um, but also Josh Butler, the wicketkeeper, is injured too. So Sam Billings, who's a bit of a white ball specialist, plays very, very good T20 cricket. He's here playing in the Big Bash. I think will come in and be the weird keeper for the for the final test. And uh, the Aussies still probably it'll be a very very similar team, but I think Kawaja will stay in the team, mate. And um, Harris will make way for him at the top of the order. Yeah, well, you've been saying that uh, how long is it going to mm. take before Harris decides to disappear? And I think getting two yep. centuries on the New Year's test is probably going to be enough for Kawaja to stick around. Big time, mate, and put a put a put a real nail in his coffin there. And look, he's only averaged thirty nine in first class cricket, so it's you know as a, as a top line test player, you should be averaging high high 40s um, at the top of the order there, and uh, he's way below that. Yeah, and, and uh, what about Boland? I mean, he has had an amazing little debut for the uh, Ashes at the moment. Will we be seeing him in Tasmania? No, I don't think we will. He didn't bowl in the training session overnight, so he's um, a little injury cloud over him too, but uh, Jai Richardson apparently steamed in, in the nets, um, and he'll come back in. Don't forget, he took five wickets in the Adelaide test, So, uh, but Boland, geez, he's made a, a massive... Uh, impact on that that Australian team, taking eight wickets in his first test and then took another seven um, in the Sydney test. So in really, really good form, he'd be disappointed with the injury. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And before we uh, head off uh, to the BBL, we should mention as well, Kwaj has gotten uh, another little feather in his cap. Nothing to do with cricket, really, but he, one of Australia's greats, has uh, put a bit of a song together for it. Yeah, well, the young boy I spoke about is a great poet himself, but uh, none quite like Paul Kelly, mate. So a huge honour for Osman Khawaja here. Paul Kelly wrote a real tribute song for him um, on the back of his back-to-back hundreds in his comeback match at the age of 35. And Paul Kelly's only ever written about two other Australian cricketers, and uh, they were Bradman and Shane Warne. So he's in real elite company there, and uh, what a real honour for Osman Khawaja. Good on him. Osman Khawaja, the boy's still in your face. Too many you bring joy and make the world a better place. Triumph and disaster, you treat them equally. Uzi, you go down in history. Yeah, you can check it out. He's uh, shared the video on his uh, Twitter if you want to go and check it out as well. Good little song there. Uh, let's turn to the BBL, the shorter game now. Uh, Rashid, Rashid Khan, six wickets as the strikers destroy the heat. Unbelievable, mate. He is the best spinner in the world, bar none, uh, this guy. Adelaide striker scored 162, and then Rashid just went through him. Um, he took six for 17 or four overs, bowling the Brisbane heat out for 90. Then he lasted 15 overs, and uh, it was high-class spin bowling. I watched a couple of the clips of him um, taking some of those wickets. His bowling style... Yeah. It was like a bit fascinating to me. It's like a bit of like a frog in the blender, isn't it? It's a, it's, it's a really fun... It's like super quick. Yeah, it's super quick and... Yeah. It's really, really, it's really, really hard to pick what he's bowling, whether it's a wrong one or a, a traditional leg spinner um, in slow motion. Imagine facing that at full speed where his arm's really quick, as you, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it comes from almost over the back of his shoulder and behind his head. Yeah, lots going on in that action. Very, very hard to pick, obviously. The reason he got six for 17. There you go. And uh, before we uh, take a little quick break, we've got to talk about the NRL. I mean, uh, you know, there's been a lot of great news about cricket. So obviously the NRL was like, well, we better get one of our players to snuff up. 
so we can get into the news headlines. <laughs> Curtis Scott. Oh, my God. Uh, the lawyers are now hitting out at the NRL decision that he could be missing the 2022 season because, um, what was it, four counts of assault that he's going to be facing? Yeah. That's kind of low for a footy player, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's, um, it's charges for an historic domestic violence against a, a former partner uh, and girlfriend at the time. And under NRL rules, uh, until that is uh, resolved, he cannot train with the Parramatta Eels, so he could miss the whole season. His lawyer's going to go hard at this, saying it was historical, and he denies all claims. Um, so This isn't new, though. No. It's, this isn't a new rule. I mean, yeah. we've, we've had a handful of players last year that missed out for the same thing. So I can't see... I can't see Curtis Stock playing in 2022, if I'm being honest. No, I, I, I can't um, see him playing either. And uh, there is a litany of, of, of these charges against him, and uh, it's not good for him. And um, if they're true, he doesn't deserve to play either. You know what I'm, I'm fascinated about seeing this story, though, is, and I know we think it every year, but the NRL seems to be in the process of going, well, we're just going to really clean house mm. at the beginning of the years now when people stuff up over this offseason. Because they've had a few. Yeah. Like, even people that aren't even playing for the NRL at the moment, we've heard what happened to Blake Ferguson as well. Like, yep. I think seems like they're getting a bit sick and tired of it. <laughs> well, and, look, and, and rightly so. It, it, it's a huge brand, you know. Arguably, the you know, I think AFL's probably our number one um, yeah, sports brand. Domestic but, comp. Yeah, domestic yeah. competition. Um, but so th- th- they're up against big competition there, and, and you, you fight over your share of not, not only the TV rights, but the corporate dollar is huge. And um, I fans think, are getting sick of it too. I think they are, I mate. think that's yep. It's it's when it's taken a long time to see it reflected, but it's uh, I think this historical rule that they have, like the whole you cannot play until the decision's done. Mm. Um, I think that that the bigger move, but because of that, was to go, hey, if we do this. The, st- the stand down, no fault yes. um, stand down, then maybe we can actually drill into some of these players' heads that it's like, hey, you are not Teflon when it comes to doing something awful. Yeah, and this is stuff This stuff is real. It's not only real for, yeah. for, for your playing days, but it's real for your personal life and your life after sports. So they need to sort it out, and hopefully coming down hard on a few of these guys will set a better example for everyone else. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to take a quick break, but up next, we've got to chat about tennis. So much to talk about in the tennis. And also um, an interesting moment uh, in the US during a hockey game. Um, If you've got kids in the car, you might need them to get out when we talk about this one. It's up next. The summer of tennis, Shano, it kicks off not far away, actually, about a week away. I'm actually going to be going down to watch uh, the tennis of the Aussie Open uh, this year. And I tell you what, the Novak Djokovic story, the story that keeps on giving, um, you and I predicted this over Christmas. We did. That he was definitely going to play. No matter what happened, somehow he was going to end up playing. (laughs) Now, we all know the story by now. If you haven't, you've been living under a rock. He was told that he could play by certain people at TA. Mm -hmm. He was told at the border that he couldn't. He appealed. He won the appeal. That story in itself had its own drama. The internet (laughs) connection dropped out. Someone put porn up on one of the streams (laughs) at one point. I mean, it's just insane. Now... (laughs) Now, uh, we've got Novak's camp tipping that he's going to bounce back after this immigration call and possibly play some of the best tennis of his career. Well, there's no doubt he will. He he is he is a resilient guy, and uh, I think it comes out of being you know part of where, where he grew up and and 
been resilient at that part of the world as well. But mm. uh, his, his next step is Immigration Minister Alex Hawke has to, still can veto and cancel his visa um, if he chooses to. So he's waiting on that decision. I don't think he will. I think he'll play. I can't see it happening. No, and right. I can't. But yeah, they, they, they've, they've changed their decision on the, the Czech doubles player. Um, mm. She's actually been sent home. So she was actually first, her name was Renata uh, Vorakova. Mm. She was let into the country. She was playing the warm-up tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they said, hey, what, what are you doing here? Get out. Yeah. So they've sent her home. So she's going legal now as well. And, and I think rightly so. Like, how can you be let in? She, she's brought her coach here. She's, you know, she's had to fly them over. Paid for hotels. She's way out of pocket. Mm. So that's appalling. Um, so I, I, I think... Could they change the decision on Novak? Possibly. I don't think they will. Not not the world number one. I don't think they will. And I, I think the biggest thing for me out of this is, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this, Shano, is how's Tilly in all of this? Yeah. The guy that runs Tennis Australia. Um, they're talking about the information that's been given to players and Novak. They've got the newslettery kind of email that they send mm. out about coming into Australia. None of it mentions that this... This weird loophole, and I'm not the only one in the country that thinks this loophole is strange, that apparently if you get COVID, then you can be like, oh, I couldn't get vaccinated because I got COVID in the last six months. Like, mate, the vaccine's been out for two years. Missed me with the, oh, I couldn't get it because I got COVID. I didn't know that was a reason you could come back into the country. Exactly right, (laughs) mate. And I think out of all of this, whether Novak plays or not, I think Craig Tiley will not be at the helm of Tennis Australia after this um, this Australian Open, I think he's been appalling both publicly um, from a PR sense and how he's, mm. you know, said I'm not going to say anything to being on the front foot to changing <laughs> his story numerous times. It's just been from a leader. It's been appalling, and um, and I think Tennis Australia and their sponsors will have a, a big review of the CEO come next year. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? You know how you know you know you've made a big mistake when Nick Kyrgios is doing videos yeah. on his socials that are making more sense than anyone in the higher up jobs are. <laughs> I mean, he took to his uh, socials to put a video message up because I'm glad he did because I'm, I'm intrigued about the Curios story this year because he got COVID, had to pull out last minute from the Sydney uh, International. Mm. Um, and as someone who's only just like, and I'm not even an athlete, but I've gotten over having COVID for the, the last eight days, still puffed. Yeah. Doing like just standard stuff. And we've spoken about this a fair bit of times. It's a big thing in US sport at the moment is when players come back, how's their cardio when they play? Big time. Nick reckons he's playing pretty well, but the thing that he's worried about the most is this coverage of Novak, the way uh, TA's been dealing with it, the Melbourne, uh, the Victorian government, the yeah, <laughs> media. It has been quite the storm. It has been, mate. And look, Nick Kourias, um, he said uh, it's embarrassing to be Australian, the way it's, this has been handled. Well, well Nick Kourias, um you representing Australia a few times has been, <laughs> been embarrassing as well, mate. But uh, look, it's all. I think the stars are aligned here. Maybe Nick Curious finishes his tennis career and he takes over mm. from Craig Tiley as CEO. There Man. you go. <laughs> tennis will be on the up. Yeah, I'd love to see him and Leighton working together. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> we should do a nice positive story for Australian tennis before we get out of here. Thanasi Kokonakis, huge win. In Adelaide, hard fought six seven seven six seven six all tiebreakers. Yeah, against a big serving American. Yeah, John Eisner, mate. Um, this is they're talking about this as the second coming for for Kokonakis, and he he's been on fire uh, this week. Uh, he beat the world number two on Wednesday, uh, and then beat uh, as you said, John Eisner, the world's number twenty four from the US, mm. uh, six seven seven six seven six. So a hard fought match, um, but he's playing really really well, mate. No serve. 
no break of serve, which is which is what happens when you play John Eisner as well. But no break of serve to have to win everything in tiebreakers. It's only a three setter, but geez, it was very and, hard. And it shows. <laughs> and if there were any, if there was any fault uh, before when when Kokinas first started. Um, is that uh, he he's mentally wasn't that strong. Mm. Um, this proves that he is. Yeah, definitely. And you got to go in with confidence when you go into something like the Aussie Open. If you can say that you've knocked out some of the top seeds, then you're uh, looking in good stead. Um, look, we're a quick mention in golf. Tom Watson gets an honorary starter for the Masters. Doesn't golf do this well? They have a um, Tom Watson, uh, Jack Nicholas, and Gary Player as uh, honorary members for the Masters. And they do a ceremonial tee-off at the start of the tournament um, just to, I suppose, um, make people aware of the past, where golf has come from, and these legends of the sport are still involved, um, and the respect and, I suppose, the pride that they bring to, to winning something like the Masters. Um, it's huge, and I think golf, congratulations, you do a really, really good job there, bringing the old with the new. Yeah, and uh, look, we promised this great story, uh, US sport. <laughs> U.S. sports always giving. I mean, we could talk about the NBA. We could be talking about yeah. the playoffs in the NFL. We might chat about that tomorrow uh, that's leading into next week. But let's talk about ice hockey and not what was happening on the rink. Um, <laughs> we had an interesting moment that was caught on video up in the boxes. Um, <laughs> Kodak Black, yep, a rapper from the U.S., was caught in the stands enjoying uh, enjoying the, the game from the corporate suite with his partner, Essence, uh, caught with quite the PDA show. Up in the corporate stands. Well, they had, they had their own corporate box there at the ice hockey match, and uh, it was the Panthers <laughs> versus the Canucks. And um, yeah, let's just say he was having a good old fashioned puck up there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he's come out and said, oh, look, we'll just twerk it. Yeah. We'll just twerk it up in the box. But I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, don't do it on your work computer. It's not safe for work. But um, <laughs> if you have a little look, and you tell me if that's dancing or not. Yeah, it was. De- it was definitely. It was definitely twerking for him. That's for sure. It's. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, the even the look on some of the players' faces as they skated by to see the the rapper going hammer and tongue up in the corporate box. <laughs> was, uh, anyway, it was. It was. Uh, Let's just say, a good sideline humour, that one. (laughs) Well, ladies and gents, that is it for Afternoon Sport today. So make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. I think Tim's not back on deck until Monday. So I'll be hanging out with you again tomorrow, Shane. We should thank our sponsors before we go. We should do, mate. Our fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, a big thank you to Dan, our producer as well. And we'll be back tomorrow with more sport action. Hopefully talking about the NFL playoffs, mate, because it was a wild, a wild final week of the NFL to create some crazy matchups that are going to happen for Monday. So, some good chat tomorrow about that, mate. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.